Welcome, guys. Hopefully, you are up, ready, and excited for another phenomenal day. Join us on this journey as we talk about money, motivation, inspiration, and you taking control of your life. I'm your host, Gregory Shaw Jr. Hey guys, welcome back to class. I'm so glad to see you. Let's jump right on in. I know you're here to learn. We're talking today about overdraft. And I'm going to tell this new story for him. Uh, the way I learned overdraft was in college. And like a typical college student, I, I don't know about any other college student, but I'm not, I wasn't checking my bank account daily like I do today. <laughs> uh, it was kind of like I knew I had something in there. But I wasn't always 100%. So uh, let me tell you about a typical story, but just about me going to the store. So at college, we had this store called 459. It was basically like a restaurant slash storefront. So they had the little snacks, you know, chips, cereal, all that good stuff. I uh, went there with a few friends and purchased $20 worth of items. Uh, you know, a couple of things for me, a couple of things for my friends. Uh, not thinking about, you know, the overall balance, just knowing that I had something in the account. So uh, how the transaction took place, uh, gave the card, my debit card to the vendor and uh, they swiped it. It sends a notification to my a request for payment to my financial institution. And it basically lets them know, hey, this person is trying to make a payment. They're going to first check if I have the funds available, which in this case, we already know that I didn't. Uh, and then once they see that I don't, they're going to see check if I have standard overdraft coverage, in which case I did on this case. And they proceed to process the payment, even though I don't have the funds available. Now, I'm super excited because, of course, I got my snacks, you know, I'm good for the week. <laughs> but not knowing that because they made this payment for me, that more than likely I'm going to be charging overdraft fee. And simply put, an overdraft on your account happens when you attempt to withdraw more money from your account than you have to cover. Now, and your transaction is actually processed through. Now, depending on your financial institution's term, you'll likely be charged a fee for overdrawing your account. Since I opted into overdraft coverage, my card was still processed even though I didn't have the money. Now, if I didn't opt into the standard overdraft coverage, then it would not have been authorized. It would have, that's when you come into the situation where your card shows decline. So now that we understand the basics of how overdraft works, there are two concepts that are huge uh, when it comes to whether or not you're gonna incur an overdraft fee. The first one is your available balance. And the second one is your financial institution's posting order policies. So it's important to understand that the transaction you make may not post to your account in the order in which you make them and may not impact your balance right away. So what does this mean exactly? So even when you make a deposit or authorize a payment, the actual impact on your account balance might not even happen immediately. And that includes depositing the check. So posting in the sequence in which a financial institution processes your transactions, it may not always 
be the order in which you made the transaction. So every financial institution has its own rules regarding posting orders. So you want to make sure that you fully understand the policies so that you're not going past cutoff times and dates and you're thinking you have the money there and you actually don't. So and the transaction order types and the amount can all affect the available balance in your account and determine when you could incur an overdraft fee or insufficient funds. So now back to story time. Uh, let's take a look again. So the next week, uh, I receive a check for $100 for doing a random job for somebody. So bam, I put that $100 in the checking account. Now that's my current available balance. The total amount that you can withdraw, that you can use, all that good stuff, that's the available balance. Now, when I make a deposit or authorize a payment, the actual impact on the account might not happen immediately. So let's say I have this $100 in my account and I just go through a typical day, just making multiple transactions. Let's see how it works out. So some of these transactions are going to be called debits, which are withdrawals from your account. So debit to take away. And, uh, and other are credits, which are deposits to transfer into your account. So you want credits because it means it's money going into your account. So let's see how me going through this normal day in transaction, uh, transaction and things like that impacts my account. So first, I paid my phone bill with an automatic debit from my account. So what does debit mean? Take out. Later, I decided to take $20 out just to have some cash from the ATM. Now, when I realized on the way home, man, I need to grab some food, hit up my roommate. All right, he wants some food too. Cool. So grab takeout on the way home, normally Chinese food, <laughs> and pays for it with uh, my debit card with his $25. Now, I haven't checked my balance, but I know that it's starting to get kind of low. So, but like I said, I haven't checked it. So I quickly uh, got another check from another job that I did and just deposited it into the account. Now, I think that it's past the cutoff time for the transaction to be processed, that everything's okay. So I'm hoping that it will go through. So now on the way, on the way there, I see GameStop and I'm like, man, there's a new game that, that came out that I haven't thought about getting. So let me go pick that up. So goes in there, pays with, uh, pay with it with my debit card. Hopefully everything goes through normally and it does. So no problem. Now, all the errands and things I got to do today are done. I deposit a little bit of money. So my account balance is looking good. And, uh, you know, I also got myself a new game. So everything is pretty good, right? Now, what do you think my available balance is when all of this is said and done? Should it be just that $100 that was posted from that first check I, I received? Or would it be the $100 plus the other $100 that the recent check that I did minus all my debits and plus the credits, you know, all that stuff? What do you think? Uh, no worries, shy class. Uh, now I'm going to tell you just a, a few things that affected it, but unfortunately I was hit with an overdraft fee. <laughs> uh, so because the, the check didn't process in time, 
Uh, it was a cutoff period and it didn't go through in time. The check didn't process so into the next day and I incurred a fee. So that's why it's so important to look into your the policies of your financial institutions because you want to see exactly what time that cutoff time is. Now, a few features that I want you to definitely look into when you're getting that debit card or checking account uh, is first identity overdraft protection options. Now, a few things that will kind of call it out. Uh, does the plan link to a savings or other account? The reason why you want to know this is because if it does, if you're running to a situation where you overdraft that account, it can take away from uh, the savings or other account. Uh, this could be a good thing if you already know the money is there and you're using it anyway, but you also have to make sure it doesn't have any additional fees because you may run into that as well. Um, next one, like I said, is uh, the what are the associated fees? And last one, what is the process for opting out of overdraft services? Uh, the reason that you're going overdraft is because you don't have the money there for whatever reason. So it is okay to opt out of it and just let the card decline. I know it's hard times and things like that, but sacrifices have to be made if you're trying to be financially free. And it you know, comes with that sacrifice. Uh, you want to also consult with any available sources. So check out your financial institution's website or account statements uh, just to see what's going on, just to be on the know of exactly how uh, your institution uh, does things when it comes to times. And then if you can, speak with a representative in person. That's the best way to get any uh, answers that you may have on your mind, uh, uh, questions answered, because you have somebody to actually talk to this about, and they may give you additional information that you did not know about before. Uh, the next thing is research your financial institution's policies. Now, will my transaction be processed if I overdraft my account? Uh, when are deposits credited to my account? Uh, all of these are great questions to ask and to look into uh, before you get the account started. You never want to try to figure it out on the back end like, oh, man, when is one of my things due and stuff like that. You want to know on the front end so you're uh, fully knowledgeable. So now... You already know at the end of the class, we do a quick poll. I want to know how you think compared to everybody else. So how long could you make ends meet if your household lost your main source of income and had to live off your savings that are not set aside for retirement? A, more than six months. B, four to six months. C, C one to three months. D, two weeks to three weeks. Or E, less than two weeks let me read the question again so how long could you make ends meet if your household lost your main source of income and had to live off your savings that are not set aside for retirement okay pencils down guys <laughs> so these are the the percentages uh a is more than six months uh 19 people said more than six months b Four to six months, 18% of people said about four to six months. C, one to three months, 28% of people said one to three months. D, two weeks to three weeks, 14% of people said that. And then E, less than two weeks, 19% of people said that. Uh, so that is a big difference 
from people who are prepared for something to happen and who are not. So that's why it's very important to put that uh, emergency fund saving to the side. It's very important to to make sure you know what's going on with your finances. It's very important to understand these basics. So at the end of the day, if something does happen and that main the source of income does go, you want to put yourself in a position to win. Okay. So remember that you are in complete control of overdrafting your account, researching your financial institution policies, monitor your account balance and keep track of your transactions. And you should have a long life of happy finances and mastering your dollars class. So glad you're here for another episode of financial basics one on one. Hopefully you learned something today. Definitely keep you locked in to know how you guys feel about these classes uh follow me on instagram at mastering dollars and cents uh click on my link if you need to find free financial needs analysis and basically that's a financial gps to find out where you are and where you're trending to go to make sure that you're on the right path uh, and as well as you're looking to do exactly what i'm doing being the financial coach Definitely click on the link as well, or just contact me or email me. Do exactly what I'm doing financial coaching, learning concepts, teaching it to families, and actually implementing plans because it's about action. These concepts are beautiful, but without you actually putting the action behind it, they mean nothing. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time.